You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained 85. Yes, another mini landmark again. And it's me, Neil Bolt, presenting these little landmarks for you. Today, I've got a little freshened up team. Well, not really. We've still got Ben Schiller, but Hall here. Yay! Hello. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Got a bit of a cold right now, so if I cool. start sneezing and coughing and splurring everywhere, it's not my fault. I don't make mistakes. Uh, this cold makes a mistake. It's, it's perfect podcasting material. You know, it gives you the husky voice and everyone likes to hear Flynn. It's, yeah, it's, 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 thing. it's that perfect thing. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us for only the second time on this very prestigious occasion, we have Kevin Rombo. Is it Rombo? I always get it wrong, right? Oh, wrong, right? <laughs> well, if we if we pronounce it correctly, it's Rombouts. <laughs> Rombouts. There you go. See, it's still easier to pronounce than my whole name, <laughs> which I said. <laughs> ben Schillerbill Hall. Ben Schillerbill Hall. Benjamin. Benjamin Thomas William. Benjamin Sh- Thomas William Schillerbill Hall. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> that's not too bad <laughs> yeah but he's got like uh, like 10 titles after that and he's... Oh. <laughs> he doesn't like to go into that this I can't go in that far to then everyone knows who I am <laughs> so anyway. I thought that was our new podcast I thought we ditched the whole Playstation thing we just went into pronouncing stuff yeah well that's, that's an aside that's, we've been trying to do that podcast for months we will get round to it I'm sure <laughs> we just do stuff like that um, yeah you excited to be on again Kevin? Well, it's always join the podcast, so yeah. no problem for me. Good stuff. I say we kick it off with a nice juicy news story then, don't you? It's like one that tells us that the best-selling US video game of the year so far, I'd say hazard a guess, but I'm sure you both know. So, Call uh, of Duty. No. No, not Call of Duty. Kevin? You know, uh, don't you? You know, don't you, Kevin? Um. Um, I was going to say Call of Duty as well. <laughs> well <laughs> it's Call of not Duty, really. No, it's only fourth this year. This year's best-selling game in the US is Mortal Kombat X. Actually, I'm very surprised about that. Yes, yeah. It, Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Of this year's games, obviously, there haven't been many in this, in the early half of the year. So Mortal Kombat seemingly has this weird lead over everything else. Uh, yeah, it beat out Grand Theft Auto V. Battlefield Hardline was third. Call of Duty was Advanced Warfare was fourth. Minecraft fifth. Arkham Knight made sixth place. Dying Light did respectably at seventh. And it's NBA 2K15, The Witcher 3, and Super Smash Bros. Yeah, it's a interesting little list. As I said, you both seem surprised that uh, Mortal Kombat 10X is uh, top of the list. I can't disagree there. It's a good year for Warner Brothers, though. You know, three games there. Yeah, top ten. What do you reckon, Ben? What I reckon is that Minecraft legs. Well, yeah. I know. It's, like, <laughs> it's my fault. I bought a copy. <laughs> I bought a copy as well. So yeah, so bought a copy last year. Bought a copy this year. I think forms. we. I think I've got like a copy of my PC, a copy of my phone, a copy of my PS4, 
Uh, uh, th- that's the problem with Minecraft. It's so cheap and so good that you just buy it. I know. It's like this week. You know, I was saying to you I, yesterday, I realised I put like 70 hours into Minecraft, which is just weird. Uh, and I realised it's probably nearly 90. So it's, which is like 30 hours short of Skyrim in total now already. <laughs> this seems mad. But yeah, good list. Um, Kevin, any other surprises in there? Uh, not really, I think. I am surprised that Mortal Kombat X was bestseller. So yeah, I mean, it's, just... it's not really a title that I would expect. I mean, usually it's Call of Duty or Battlefield or something like that because they're bigger franchises than Mortal Kombat X. I think. Yeah. In and... today's community, I'll say it like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know, before Call of Duty, there would be Mortal Kombat X, isn't it? I haven't played the older games, so I don't know. Yeah, don't um, shoot me if I am wrong. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'm quite surprised because you know it's not a title that you see often in a list like that. No, I don't imagine Street Fighter would have the same impact. So it definitely. Won't but it. here yeah. comes a new challenger, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but well, I would say it's unlikely with Street Fighter because yeah, it's not. I don't know. Good. They broke their own servers just by doing the beta test. Yeah, people are craving a fighting game right now because there's not many good fighting games. I mean, you'll notice a noticeable absence there from the uh, first half of the year, which is Bloodborne. Which, despite selling very well, it doesn't even crack the top ten. It just shows you the disparity between certain franchises, which makes the Mortal Kombat sales all the more surprising, I think. But let's move on to something else. Now, which is probably my favourite story of the week, which is uh, WWE 2K16 has the Terminator as a playable character if you pre-order. And it's like, odd is the yeah, best way to put it, I think. So it came up in an interesting little advert where Arnie recreated his uh, naked walk for a bar, but with wrestlers instead of other people. But yeah. Wait, you say weird. wrestlers aren't other people? Oh, no. No, they're, they're not. You're right. They're, they're, <laughs> they exist on a different level. So... But, uh, would this convince anyone to buy WWE 2K16? Um, Kevin? Well, it's not really going to convince me. I mean, I never really got into any of those games. It's not really something that appeals to me. So it's. I guess it's nice for the people who enjoy the games that they can now play with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But personally i'm not really that interested in it right. so. you know what strikes me more is that it's uh, the sort of gimmick you get in beat-em-ups which you know wrestling games really shouldn't be beat-em-ups they're sports sims you know, you're gonna play it like real wrestling you know make the match um look good rather than who wins that should be the way of working it but it's, it's very weird that they go this route of having a gimmicky character in like what well, kratos is going to turn up next you know the ps4 version so that's it's very very odd. Um, ben, what about you? Put the wrestler down now. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the ring. Get to the ring. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we will touch upon this subject together. But yes, later. I kind of want it now. <laughs> <laughs> Two versions of the Terminator at that. Oh my god, I, I I don't even like wrestling, but oh my god, it's a Terminator. I want it. I'm not even joking. I really do. Yeah, I wonder how do they beat him. You can't beat him. The wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> put the wrestler down now. Get to the get to the ring. 
Hasta la vista, baby. It's not a wrestling move! <laughs> um, let's go to a story that Ben briefly mentioned earlier. Capcom postponed Street Fighter V's first beta until further notice, I mean. Yeah, so I don't know if we should be surprised considering what's happened with Street Fighter in recent years, especially earlier this year with uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four, that was an absolute shoddy mess when it came out, especially online. Um, beta's a beta, so we can't complain in that respect, but is it at all surprising that it went so belly up, or is it just because it's very successful beta? Would you say Ben? It beta? broke so fast. It was the wow. I didn't get to play it during the beta at all. It was just so broken. No, I heard a lot of that from people. It's like they want to try it, and it's like, nope, can't, nope, can't. It's like, the most dangerous thing in the game that needs an earth is to press any button screen. Curse you, press any button screen. That's I think. Screen, you know, Tristan Street Fighter 4, so. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even work properly itself. <laughs> so it's, it should have been a warning to everyone. Yeah. Needs a nerf. 2 AP. Anyway, I, I think the main issue is I actually don't blame Capcom from this. I blame people in Europe. Mm. because one second sorry Um, (laughs) because um, I blame Europe because a lot of the people especially on something called NeoGAF I don't know if any of you guys have heard of this little forum define NeoGAF it's a forum where people post memes and cat pictures and, and get really upset about video games. Yeah. Anyway, this unique forum that nobody's really heard of. It's kind of small. Mm. I like PSU.com. Anyway, let's carry on. <laughs> uh, they were the people were signing up to Amazon.com, pre-ordering the Street Fighter Five bit game just so they could get a beta code and then cancel the pre-order. Uh, uh, the people in Europe were, desi- were invited after you applied for it. So a lot of these people, that if they've you know, told Reddit, Twitter and so forth to do this, that's a lot more people than they were expecting because there's going to be a whole of Europe pretty much trying to sign in yeah, compared to the fact that it was supposed to be invites only. Yeah, that's a possibility. What about you, Kevin? Do you reckon there was any ulterior motive to it or was it just plain busyness? <clears throat> well, I guess they... Well, the whole thing that people would pre-order it and then cancel just to get access to the beta is quite bullshit, really. They should have a workaround. And, well, I guess that's pretty much what kind of necked them. Yeah. It's, I always think that, you know, having beta as an incentive for buying the game is a bit you know, cart before horse. It's Yeah, if you want to sell your game, you, you put the beta out there so people can play it. And go, oh, yeah, I, exactly. I quite like this. And it's like, and people after that, even if they hadn't cancelled their pre orders, might go, oh, they don't know if I could trust them now. You know, to I might just cancel it now. So, yeah, it's probably not done them any good in the long run again. Let's just hope it actually works when it comes out, I think, is the main thing. <laughs> no, it won't. It won't, no. <laughs> we can dream. Dad, it's an online game. That's one thing nowadays that I realise that if I'm going to buy a game that has online features, I'm not going to try and play those online features for at least a week. Mm. Because that's how long it normally takes for people to actually fix the servers. It's I not... 
Yeah. It's not because they're lazy or because they're cheap. It's because they're smart. There is no point to pay enough money to cover all the servers for the first week or so because the amount of people that will be playing it then will be a lot more than those that will be playing like in a month or time, a month oh, or yeah. so. So it'll cost them way too much money to pay for those extra server spaces just for a, just for a couple of weeks. Ooh, I mean, yeah, I do agree. It's a, a common thing, and seen it. I mean, ever since the prominence of I think it was Battlefield Four and GTA Online, where they had such big problems, like yeah, it's just becoming more and more a thing because everyone rushes out on the day of the game. And, Basically, it's all trying to get through the same doors at the same time. But you know it's not going to exist for a long time. It's very true. Uh, right, next, some really exciting news. Uh, Rugby Challenge 3. No, I'm not going to read that story. It's boring. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is confirmed for PS4. With Terminator support. Yeah, with Terminator support. <laughs> yes, uh, the logo for the game got leaked earlier in, in the week. And then, Lord Alive, there it was. Dragon Quest Eleven, which makes me think I've missed a lot of Dragon Quests in between the last seven years. But uh, yeah, going to be powered by Unreal Engine Four, and uh, I think there's a is there a definite release date yet? I haven't seen it. No, so, I don't think so. No. But yeah, looking quite nice. The uh, little leaked gameplay that they showed. And any interest in this, uh, Kevin? I haven't really looked into it. Um, I'm. I'm just checking a little bit of the gameplay right now to be sure that I know what I'm seeing. <laughs> it does look nice, actually. So maybe I'll give it a try. But I'm not really sure about what it actually is. So I'll have to look more into it. No problem. And Ben, what about you? Oh, I can't wait. Day one. Day one. I'm kind of not surprised to you said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't know if I'm more interested in that or the Builders one. Like I said the other day, we've already got Minecraft. Do we really need more Minecraft? I don't know. I still want it more. It's Minecraft. Yeah. Well, it's Dragoncraft. Quest. Minecraft. Mine there we go. Minecraft. <laughs> but wasn't that um, already a game, effectively? Who cares? This is now Minecraft. <laughs> I think it was like that. It was like um, Legend of Zelda, were all blocky. Uh, 3D dot heroes. That was it. Yeah, that was good. Someone keeps who's popping my inbox here. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, let's move on to another story on that one. Mafia Three got announced of all things, and people went absolutely mental for this. Um, still don't know why. As in personal opinion, the last two games were like eating treacle with glass in it but yeah any of you two excited by the idea that it's uh, going to be revealed next week at Gamescom or this week by the time people listen uh, Ben yeah yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll, see. we'll, see. we'll, we'll hear see. words it's not <laughs> <laughs> I, I know crime crime type games aren't really your uh, thing normally are they but uh... no not really no, <laughs> this is probably less so. <laughs> um, and Kevin, what about you? Well, I haven't played any of the first two games, but it somewhat seems interesting. I think I should try and check out Mafia 2 sometime and decide Sto- from there on. Yeah, story-wise, 
fine as a game? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks for the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Um, So I'm not going to get it. So uh, (laughs) no, I don't know. Um, I think I'll just check it out sometime. Yeah, it follows a lot of rules of the era, you know, the 1940s, 50s sort of turns and driving and uh, yeah so it's it's a bit slow paced in a lot of respects but yes i kind of have the feeling that it's sort of a little bit of a mix between like la noir and um grand theft auto yeah but the world kind of seems that way yeah the world's a bit more rich <clears throat> than la noir's i'd say which yeah, i think la noir suffered from they spent most of the money on the tech for the faces and then la itself was a bit dull and sparse it's uh yeah mafia too i'd give it that it did have a fairly decent world for what it was and it's all set in the 1940s and it's cool it's just worked quite well but yeah still as a game it was like pulling teeth at times all right yeah see there you go i'm <laughs> you can't see i'm saying hey you should check it out but you shouldn't check it out so <laughs> yeah now now watch, I'm say, watch it on youtube <laughs> Yeah, well, no, you can pick it up for like a few quid now. So, just pick it up for a few quid. I think it was yeah, on probably... plus at one point as well. So oh, yeah. Well, that's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that train. <laughs> Darn. Well, I'll just uh, I'll I'll probably find it somewhere got, for you, a cheap price or something. Uh, you, for PC. You're, yeah, you're a PC player, so you know, you'd probably get it for about three quid. No, no problem. Steam sale. Steam sale. Anyway. Next story, No Man's Sky Dev ponders Project Morpheus virtual reality support. Uh, yeah, it's basically in an interview with Edge, Sean Murray, not Murphy, Simon Sayers, as you put, said that uh, something the studio had been thinking about is quite cagey about going into too much detail. Basically, there's been this whole thing about No Man's Sky not releasing because Sony wanted it to be part of Project Morpheus. And when they got interviewed by IGN, I think it was yesterday, we had the same thing again, where he said, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on that, you know, and didn't give a release date still, said there's, there's factors beyond our control, meaning we can't really give you a definite release date yet. So yeah, it would suggest that they are likely to be going full on VR, so guys, the idea of traveling through space, exploring planets. It's going to be awesome, isn't it? What do you reckon, Kevin? I don't know. I don't really understand the whole No Man's Sky craze. I mean, from what I saw, it looks okay, but I don't really understand what the idea behind the game is or what the fun in it is. I mean, so what? You can visit unlimited planets, but what's what's the whole goal? I mean, well, central that's, goal. that's what I don't get. Yeah. Central goal, and this, this could be for anyone because this is an obvious a question that does get asked a lot. Um, I don't know, for some reason, no one ever seems to have heard the answer. But, um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, he's already got on record saying that uh, getting to the center of the universe is your objective. When you consider how many planets there are in it, that's quite the task. And doing that means, you know, basically finding ways of upgrading your ship so your hyperdrive can take you further. And you can do that in any number of ways. You can research things on planets. You can do smuggling, be a space pirate if you want. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know. It's... Yar! Yar! <laughs> Yar, I'm here to steal me ship, matey. Yeah. So basically, what the plot to it is you know, very 
simplistic in terms of goals, but the idea is that you create your own stories out of choosing what you want to do. It's like, you know, going on planets, you can explore, but you can terraform the world by destroying stuff out of it and mining it. But if you overmine it, it's got a protecting race on some planets that hunt you down effectively for doing too much. All right. It's this is why I say VR would be very good for it because you've got a uh, very immersive experience and each planet is planet sized planets. It's like you would could take you know, weeks and months to actually get around an entire planet if you wanted to. It, but the more you upgrade your systems, you'll be able to go further quicker, you can get the jetpack stuff, make your you know, multi tool thing just do more than just zap things. But I think they're still keeping a lot of little things under wraps because, you know, it's don't want to give the game away too much. But yeah, it's I think it's one of those that have to be played. I would have said this about um Minecraft, to be honest, years ago where I would have said, Well, I don't see the point in it. But I don't know, it's one of those things you play it and you kinda of get it. Or you don't. Oh, I played it. I played Minecraft, but I still don't see the point of it. <laughs> it's just a good time waster. Yeah, you, you get, you just... There's you a point to Minecraft. Oh. <laughs> you be creative. You do what you want. You make your own objectives. And some people that want their own objectives uh, to be handed to them by the people making the game. Say, you know, go beat this boss. Go do that thing. It's like, famously in yeah. Minecraft, they only added the last boss later on because... People wanted an end. They were like, "Well, there's nothing. There's no objective." It's like, and now for you, some reason we're getting a darn story mode game. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> it needs stories. But that I think that would be incredibly meta. That game that will just take the mick out of the whole cult of Minecraft as well. So I'm optimistic about that in some ways, but not in others. Uh, to go about... back yeah. to yeah, do the No Man's Sky thing. Um, after hearing what you basically put together as the meaning behind the game, mm. sounds really boring to me. But I can understand that with virtual reality, it can be interesting because you can actually explore, and you know, it's because you're you feel more into the game. Yeah. Instead of just sitting behind a TV with a control in your hand, you feel more like you're actually there. And then I can see that it can be enjoyable for a while. But it's not something that I would play like with a controller sitting behind a TV trying to, you know, fly a bit further. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fly fast, guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, I think, that's basically my thought about it. Yeah, I think the main problem that No Man's Sky's had is because it's been so long since the initial announcement as well. They can only show so much clearly, and that's where people are going. Well, we want to see it now. So. If you can't show us any more, then we're not interested till it comes out. Um, ben, what about you? I can't wait for No Man's Sky. I don't really like open world games, but it sounds like a game that could be quite a laugh. Not even open world, Ben. It's open... Open everything. universe! <laughs> it's open everything. Well, bye. Like, I don't know. Every time I start thinking I'm getting a bit bored of hearing about it, then I hear something new about it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's like... Like even the soundtracks procedurally yeah. generated, wow. which is mad. It's like they got one band doing these tracks, and it just sprawls out into all different things as they go along. It's like it's just crazy. If they pull it off, it'll be amazing. But yeah, it's 
Hey, it's it's not the only game that has Morpheus support that was announced recently, though. No, no, no. Goat Simulator has Morpheus Morpheus support. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We say uh, Morpheus support. <laughs> that is the game of the year. That'll be the best game. Anyway, I've I think, gone off I think track. It's just, yeah, I was gonna say it may not count, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that by the sky. You're good. Um, another open world game, well, in smaller terms, I suppose, is uh, Fallout 4, which is basically done. That's effectively at the point where you could say it's gone gold. Even though it's uh, not out till November, Peter Hines, marketing director at Bethesda, said that final production stages are pretty much there. And that have been pretty much since they first announced it. So it's pretty much bug fixes from now until November and say we know Fallout and well Bethesda games in general, where they're open world, the bugs are everywhere. So they might have to delay the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping they don't in a way this time. I think they've learned their lesson with uh, Fallout Four that they thought, well, we'll wait until we could have something to announce and you know, build the game up enough that we know it works this time before we get all hyped with teaser trailers. Unless the the gameplay is just it crashing, that'd be amazing. Well, I think what you've seen, isn't it, is that they've uh, gone for content over graphics with Fallout 4. They've not gone, they could have gone crazy mental with the graphics and people would have been salivating in it, but it, you could guarantee it would not run properly on nearly everything for the first three months. So that and the fact they've had this whole crafting system into it, which basically makes it Minecraft for adults. So uh, could yeah, it could be a bit of a time sink. So you you surprised that they've got their shit together, Ben? God, yes. I mean, <laughs> no, not surprised at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, surprise. What about you, Kevin? I didn't really enjoy Fallout 3, so I wasn't really that surprised and that into Fallout 4 announcement and hype. So it's nice to see that they uh, seem to be going the right direction with it, though. That's that's good to see, but it's nothing for me personally. I can build a town. <laughs> build a town. Chiltopia. <laughs> it will be the I best know. place. I, just, I can just see what happened there, though. Is that you'll have to get sent off on some... God forsaken mission really far far away you'll come back and your town will be in ruins <laughs> I won't be leaving my town I'll, I'll probably ignore the entire story well actually that goes into the next thing I want to talk about which is uh, it'll have more options for peaceful players it uh, won't all be about combat this time Todd Howard that man again uh, yeah said you can avoid killing a lot can't tell you that you can play the whole game without violence. That's not not necessarily a goal of ours, but we want to support different playstyles as much as we can. Uh, yeah, it's so that's cool. There's going to be a bit more in the way of options. So I'll, I'll just ask Ben on that one. I don't plan to ever leave my town. <laughs> I'll make a town and live there. You're just going to go to crop, basically. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I'll, I'll go off to get supplies for the town. But I won't leave it too much. I'll, I'll be there. I'd do it. Like I'd it's protected. I'd do it and just go... I'll be this version of Batman. <laughs> Batman. Post-apocalyptic Batman. Oh, dear. It's gonna be Don't ever read that comic book. 
don't ever read that comic book at World's End. Don't ever, 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 ever read it. I went now. I think he means we should not read it. Don't read it. That's Ben's way of saying you're going to read it now. Does that make it sound worse? Anyway, onto another kind of RPG of the Japanese smart, as we will. Final Fantasy VII Remake is bringing dramatic changes to combat but will still be recognisable, which seem like two very polarising phrases. Um, Tetsuya Nomura teased that the upcoming remake of Final Fantasy VII will contain numerous changes, whilst assuring gamers that it will still hold some semblance of the original game. Uh, he says, we are bringing dramatic changes to the Final Fantasy VII remake, so we're hoping that you look forward to the additional information that we'll be able to release when the time comes. And of course, that being said, we want to clarify, we're not going to be changing it into a shooter or something like that. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, we are going to be bringing dramatic changes, but we want to make sure it's still recognisable. So yeah, basically repeating what I've said twice now. Um, yeah. Are you worried that they're going to go too far on this one, Ben? Yes. <laughs> because it's modern square, is it? Yes. <laughs> As much as I, I don't mind changes. Change the graphics, change anything they want. But I'm worried about the gameplay. I don't even mind if they change the gameplay to real time. But the whole good thing about it was the fact that you got your three characters and you can play as each one was slightly unique. Yeah. You had your only different. That was the great thing. That's why I loved Seven. I'm worried that if they change the combat to make it too fast paced, then I won't have these chances and choices to do what I like to do. I just realised what our Earth's End is now. Didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, that was an awful Superman comic. <laughs> um, what about you, Kevin? Well, I never really played any Final <laughs> Fantasy games. I'm the most interesting guest on a podcast ever. <laughs> I didn't play so any good. games. <laughs> no, I don't really... Um, I never really had any like thought of or feeling that appealed me towards the game. I mean, people have been telling me to try it out. Uh, I'm, I, I think, think I time, might. The time's gone, I think, with something like that. It, it's very much a product of its time. I think you quite enjoy it the same way. Once you get... Yeah, I think I might actually try it out sometime, but I don't really know at which game of the series to start or or anything like that. So I have to ask one of you guys to do that. Well, to give me some information, that uh, is. I wouldn't ask me, mate. I played like three of them and that. that... That was it. That's more than me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm in the minority of saying that 8 was the best Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, see, I liked 8 as well. I loved 8. Uh, was the best I think mine, I preferred 9 to 8, though. 9 was good as well, actually. No, I played 4, I just realised that. What's his name? Queen Aquana? The fat guy who liked to eat frogs. Oh, yeah. Best yeah, character yeah. ever. <laughs> he needs his own <laughs> game. I would buy that. Oh dear. But um, putting it a different way, Kevin, um, say your favourite game series from many years ago. Say Crash Bandicoot. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It's never going to happen. This is my weekly public service announcement. It's never going to happen, people. Let it go. Um, Let it go. Send your hate mail to Neil this month, <laughs> <laughs> this week, not month. <laughs> yeah, say uh, they were remaking Crash Bandicoot and they came back and said, well, we're going to significantly change the way it plays. So basically, it will be Crash has two Gatling guns and he rides a unicorn that's dressed as a stripper. 
Da you what? throw it in the bin then. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it, throw it in the bin. Don't even think about releasing it. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben, you will buy anything. <laughs> but can Crash Bandicoot's ammo beat apples in the Uzis? <laughs> well, and then he could. Have, he could be, be honest. Apple. He did have that um, in Crash Bandicoot 2 where he was defeating Nitro as a boss. He did have like the ammo of. Apples. Well, he had bazookas as well, didn't he? So. Yeah, that was in the third one, isn't it? Yeah, this is why I don't trust Naughty Dog to make another Last of Us because <laughs> they have this record of just making everything bigger and more blase as they go on. Last of Us Three now with bazookas. Watch out! It's a clicker. <laughs> <laughs> Click this. <laughs> Plan C four. Yeah. Ellie just comes out the, with foul mouth ramp. <laughs> <laughs> and she just does like kung fu and just like spins over some... the top of them kicks them in the head and, and then yeah, suddenly some... the Terminator some... yeah some Terminator <laughs> some <Terminators>. soundtrack oh god I almost forgot to click on the next story that was going so far see we gave those guys like a brilliant sentence like click this like this. Yeah. That's that's just <laughs> short and powerful. That can be on the box art and everything. Okay. Troy Baker, you've got two years to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, nah, I can picture that now. Crash Magic arriving on his motorbike, going, hey, and then pulling out two Uzis, feeding <laughs> them with red hot apples, and then firing them off. I would agree until the A, and then that's where you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you went all wrong, Ben. <laughs> uh, and then he I shoots think... Jack, because... <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> let's go into a far more comical story than that one. The one that the PS4 has outsold the Xbox One every month in the UK so far this year. So, yeah, amazingly, not... Uh, it's uh, not only did the PS4 manage to ship 25.3 million PS4s worldwide since its release. Um, Microsoft unavailable for comment on figures, as it seems. Uh, yeah, in the UK this year, it has been that, that they've knocked out of the park as well. Uh, it's roughly about 2 million sold in the UK, which seems minuscule in general terms. But yeah, it's getting a sizable lead <laughs> every month. This, despite, you know, uh, Xbox's uh, E3 salvo, where uh, they pretty much... Uh, I'm going to say this? Yes, I'm going to say it. They spunked their load and uh, <laughs> said, this is all our games. They're all coming out this year. Uh, that's it. And apart from getting waterfall. But... We need some humour buttons, like... <laughs> 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 one like that you can add them in post Kevin you can add them in post <laughs> <laughs> no because then, then it wouldn't be a podcast anymore it would be more like the PSU show <laughs> hey that, that would be It'll amazing be I want it <laughs> if you would like the PSU show to be a thing contact us this lad. Yeah, do one of those yeah Start a petition. <laughs> Please be excited. Signatures. <laughs> if we get two million dollars, <laughs> we, we might think about it. Or unless my wife contacts me, I'll, yeah, during the week, saying you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's one then. <laughs> 
Oh, I forgot what story we're doing. <laughs> uh, 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 Crash Bandicoot <laughs> wielded Uzis for yes. some reason. Do you think that the PS4 is outstanding of Xbox in the UK has anything to do with Crash Bandicoot the Uzis? That's the question. <laughs> um, yeah, so are we happy about that? Surprised in any way? Are I'm a bit surprised, to be honest. I know that, that Microsoft, you know, blew their load really on early on this year. You know, it's, a long, it's, it's all about that stamina. But, you know, it's it's kind of surprising that, that uh, Microsoft came first. Yeah, uh, Sony came first. <laughs> <laughs> because of how cheap Microsoft is. Oh, uh, right. they forgot protection. <laughs> protection. Uh, well, I don't know, Sony's always had that issue. Of, you know, losing yeah. stuff. Yeah, because they don't got enough protection. Uh, yeah. yeah, they got all that dirty stuff slipping into their network. Yeah. Oh, you mean like on the uh, PS3? Where yeah. It was like it's incredibly hard to get in the mood, and then when you did, you didn't know what angle you had to put it in. Yeah. So to make it work. So yeah. That's, that's a really, really bad euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm actually I'm kind of surprised because of how cheap the Xbox is now. It is really. It's too late. Too late. Too, too late. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, at one point you could I got offered. I think it was. 250 quid and, and I got Witcher 3 some Bumps of Live Batman Arkham Knight Xbox One and three months of Sky Now for 250 quid that was before Batman even came out before it came out how is that even possible why is that even possible I just don't know words it's mad so, what about you, Kevin? Surprised? I'm not really surprised, actually. I mean, I'm not going to say Xbox is bad, but personally, I can't say that for everyone, of course. I think Xbox, the exclusives aren't really that much interesting compared to PlayStation. And that's also one of the reasons I think that Xbox didn't sell as much as PlayStation. I mean... Yeah, I mean... You know, the, the whole... Um, uh, backwards compatibility, like you know, let's give people the chance to play older games from the 360 on the Xbox One. It's a nice addition and everything, but eventually, I don't really think it's going to make that much of a difference because a lot of people still have their old device at home. It's so not, it's another one of those things where it's a little too late. It's like if that had been at launch, that would have been a selling point. If the price had been that low, that would have been a selling point. If they'd announced oh, all these big franchises that were coming, like. Tomb Raider, that would have been a selling point. But they had none of that at the time because they were arrogant. It's Sony have been guilty but of that. But that TV fact. support back then. <laughs> God. It's... But also, like, <clears throat> they also announced the new Tomb Raider and not even, like, that much time after the announcement and everything and the whole, wow, Xbox exclusive, people are like, oh, well, after a year, it's on PlayStation. So, you know, people, even if you would be like, oh, this is an exclusive for Xbox. No, it's not. It's not an exclusive. It's a temporary exclusive. It'll be on PlayStation 4 soon, so people who really want to play it will just wait it out. It's going to be, what, six months from Uncharted at that point. You'll have already played Uncharted. There's going to be other games. It's not like that. You wonder when they do deals like this where they think, oh, there's no other games out there that anyone really cares about. Ha, ha, ha. So we'll just do that. I mean, in this case, Microsoft brought it 
out because they wanted their rival to Uncharted when they thought it was coming out at the end of this year. But yeah, it's as a result, it means beyond this year, all Microsoft can really say they have is uh, Gears of War 4 in terms of big franchises. You don't really hear a lot beyond that. It's, well, they've yeah. got that, that scale bound as well, haven't they? Yeah, and I, again, that's another one I see end up being multi-format. And, uh, cracker, cracker Down? Cracker Down. <laughs> Which, cracker Down only still exists as in a series, I think, because it was bundled with a Halo, was it a Halo demo for the multiplayer, I think, at the time when it first came out? But that cloud support, though. That cloud support, yeah, the, the stuff that they turned around and said, oh no, we don't want to do any of that now, because people don't like us. If we well, no, isn't Crackdown using all cloud support? Apparently so, yes. Whether that will work, and whether everyone's internet will be able to make that work. <clears throat> Real Why stuff. is that building falling down? I haven't hit it yet. <laughs> And somebody else's building, and somebody else's building. <laughs> that would actually be quite funny. Someone else could just destroy your world. <laughs> the police are after you, and all you've been doing is going AFK in the corner somewhere. <laughs> You'd have been anyway. stood to go cook dinner, and someone's got the police after them, and the game's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, exclusives not being exclusive, uh, Zombie U is now Zombie. <laughs> And it's going to PS4 this month. So it... That made me chuckle, actually, when I read that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's just so funny. It's like, Wii U, we have exclusives. Zombie U. And then it's like, let's just drop the U, guys. Let's bring it to other platforms. It's just ridiculous because you would think like, people would buy it because of games like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, let's just bring it out for other platforms. Give those people a chance. They should, call- they should have called it Zombie Me. <laughs> oh, some BB. Yeah, zombie B. There we go. Zombie B. Yeah, zombie yeah. B. Zombie B. <laughs> <laughs> kind of undercuts the visceral nature of the game. <laughs> oh, oh no, a zombie B. Kind of cool the queen zombie B. Um, yeah, interesting that they pointed out what they're going to do to address the whole fact you're not using the Wii U gamepad for looking at certain bits of the game. Because uh, certain puzzles had you having to work stuff out on the Wii U gamepad whilst not looking at the screen and having to look up every five minutes to make sure nothing's coming. Uh, they've replaced that with a backpack system, which means it's on your screen and you can sort of see out the corner of the screen each time. Not sure it's going to work. I still prefer my original idea of they should have had a mobile app that sort of acted as a second screen. It kind of makes me think a little bit of like Last of Us because you know you had a backpack there as mm. well. I mean, you're you're not really busy with zombies, but with clickers, blah de blah. It's the same kind of thing, in my opinion. Yeah, not the exact same thing, but you know, I think it will give a similar experience, but maybe not as good as you would get on the Wii U yeah. because of the gamepad. <laughs> adding more tension because you have to look back and forth like it's more realistic that way because if you're actually looking into a bag now it's just like you can tap a button back and forth to see i guess yeah where in real life would actually be like taking a look inside a bag and now you know 
would be kind of simulated a little bit, I guess, with looking towards a little screen instead of actually having to look at like the same screen. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree on that one. Took me a moment to figure that out what I was going to say there, but <laughs> <laughs> welcome to podcasting. <laughs> it got out. It got out. So, phew. <laughs> uh, you interested in it at all, Kevin? I actually played the demo on the Wii U, and it's actually quite interesting. But one thing that really bothered me, and people might whine about it, that I get bothered by that kind of thing. But it felt really weird that you were a slow hitter. Mm. <laughs> at least in the demo, it was. It felt like you know you were continuously trying to hit at full power, like yeah, hitting back first and then fourth. And that was like, wait, so why not just? hit a few more times regularly and keep your stamina. But I guess that's something I have kind of put in my head because of other games, maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah, it's, We uh, shall see. We shall see how they make it. They promised they'd tweaked a few things that were wrong as well. So. Like the name. The name should be zombie. The name, yeah. the name sounds good because it doesn't make you at all think of 90s platformer Tombi. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be, you know? uh, I'm now thinking about a zombie version of Tombi, so. Zombie Tombi, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, i probably get I was, I was looking into it. If I got a Wii U, that would probably be one of the games I bought. No, I don't need to. Yeah, that's it. Next so, up, yeah. Mario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just call it. Uh, Mario, yo, yo. Mario, yo, yo, yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Oh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, we had a lot of... Uh, stuff about the Resident Evil 2 remake this week and uh, how Capcom are finally sort of seen out the corner of the right, you know, flashing its skirt and giving it the come on. And um, yeah, it sounds like Capcom are now interested in it, the old remake being made by fans. Uh, they're now asking fans, do they want this? Which sounds like the stupidest question you could ever ask a majority of people. Um, they're all going to go, no, no. We don't want this <laughs> game that we want to play. Shh, don't worry. Uh, so I will simply ask the question, do you guys want Resident Evil 2 remade? Ben? I'm, not, I'm probably not the best person to ask this, so... Hey, you can still say yes, I know. Yes, but I'll never play it. <laughs> <laughs> And Kevin? Yes, but I'll try play it. <laughs> I never actually played any of the other games, as usual. As It seems to be like a little catchphrase for me. Um, <laughs> I've mostly been like a handheld gamer, and I never actually played Resident Evil games in the past. But I'm kind of interested in the Vita version that has recently been released, or is about to be released. I don't know if I'm actually going for it. I'm still doubting about that one, but I don't know. It would be nice to see a remake for the fans, though, because it seems that people really want it. Yeah. So I don't see why they shouldn't do it. I mean, it's a win-win situation. They get money. (laughs) The fans get a game they want, so why not? My concern with it going forward is not the same guys in charge. It's modern Capcom doing it. (laughs) And unlike the first Resident Evil, the remake is taking part you know, many, many years after the game came out. It's, so again, going back to the fact that they've got a different team. And it's the same Capcom that greenlit Operation Raccoon City. So, Maybe they should just get Dane to do the <laughs> remake. 
dear. So yes, I'm intrigued, but I'm less hyped about this than, say, Shenmue, where there was a definite uh, need to resolve the end of that. Uh, here it's... I love Resi 2. I play it every year. And I, just, I don't really know if they could really improve it properly, the current Capcom. We shall see, I suppose. Anyway, let's do a couple more stories in, because still, despite trying to keep this going on a, just a few stories, there's quite a few big stories this week. Just couldn't help it. Uh, so, more podcasts! More podcasts! <laughs> this will be a two-parter. <laughs> or you'll have to listen to for three hours. Uh, Sony wants you to choose what gets added to PlayStation Plus every month. Slight caveat on that one. Only one game, and it's probably going to be the indie one. So that rules out a lot of you right now, I'm sure. Um, yeah, they're prepping a vote-to-play system which will allow gamers to choose which game out of the selection of free will get put into an instant game collection for free download each month. Uh, the next two games that don't get voted for each month will get just a plus discount. So, yeah, looking at the... Uh, Initial screen for it, where it's between Zombie Vikings, Armello, and Grow Home. It's going to be more of the indie sort of things, probably because they can guarantee that those games are going to be on plus. You know, where it's a bit different with AAA stuff. Someone could pull out and say, "No, we can't do this." Uh, but an interesting development going forward, though. They're actually giving some choice and perhaps directing the moaning. At within the community instead of the community meaning at Sony all the time. Um, Kevin, what do you reckon? It's basically, I kind of feel like the comment that I wrote onto the forums when someone posted that is pretty accurate, where at first people would cry because they they didn't actually add any proper games to be PS Plus month. They're now going to cry like, the game I voted for is not on PS Plus. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it's always going to be people always find that one thing to whine about yeah i can understand in some way but i mean at least it's it's a, you know a chance of sony to be like hey look we care about what you guys have as an opinion and we want to involve it as well in our choices so here's a way for us to like do that and if you want the game like here you go choose and we'll see what we'll put in and that's a nice gesture i think personally yeah. I agree Ben what about you I think it's a nice gesture but I think as you said it's going to be abused a lot well not abused but just wind that mode yeah I think as that it deflects a little away from Sony and more towards the people that are moaning in the first place oh no well then to be honest the people moaning in the first place won't vote for indie games anyway because they're the ones complaining about the indie games because yeah. you know indie games aren't games supposedly no, apparently not. Apparently, this is why people go, "Oh, it's all weak. There's no games for PlayStation." It's like, yeah. It's when I load up Minecraft, I go, "Oh God, what is this even thing?" <laughs> the graphics are it feels so me. indie. <laughs> go away! Go it's away, indie Jones! Go away! Going. It's not proper. Uh, it's not got explosions. This is not a proper it game. Has well, explode. not proper. AA, AAA, smoke-filled, super muscly bed explosions. Well, I'm sure there's mods for that. They're supposed to walk away from, because that's what real men do. (laughs) Well, you could 
pick a skin that's of, say, Nathan Drake, set some TNT and then walk off with a camera <laughs> behind you. Bob's your uncle. That's sad, boss. <laughs> and that'll make it a triple-A game, then. Yeah, there you go. So if you want... Because it's not gameplay, it's just a cinematic cutscene. That makes it a triple-A game. <laughs> you guys can have a laugh, but I have a Crash Bandicoot skin on Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, some of the skins are just awesome, but... but... Some of them are just weird. My, my son's constantly telling me to change it every time we play. It's like, change skin. I want to be something else every time. I got, currently, we're a squid man. It sounds nasty, though. Change skin. Yeah, I don't just... know why, but it but it has some nasty touch to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a slightly creepiness to it. But, uh... <laughs> Think about it. Games are weird. They are <laughs> creepy. <weird. laughs> I wouldn't play it otherwise. <laughs> Let's all just quit gaming because this is just weird. <laughs> uh, let's round up the last few stories then. Um, what have we got? Um, ukulele <laughs> is now teaming up with Team 17, the creators of Worms, to be their publisher. That's cool. Are we agreed? Is that cool? Uh, 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 uh. Just say yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, it's like uh, Wasteland 2 out October, even though it's supposed to go out in the summer. Yeah, you guys don't care, I do. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, Talos Principle is coming to PS4 in October as well, which is a smart puzzler. Anybody interested in Talos Principle? Nah, you can not really. I don't care either. So. <laughs> The only puzzler that I tried that I actually enjoyed was um, Portal 2, Portal 1. Solid. Well, I did enjoy Ether 1, which is a, some kind of puzzler as well. But I didn't finish it because, you know, too many games. Yeah, same here. <laughs> which is a shame. Should finish it sometime. Should buy the Steelbook Edition, so I have that as well. <laughs> uh, let's see, a couple more stories. PS4 and Xbox One sales are up 44% on PS3 and Xbox 360 sales at this point, says EA. And so yeah, at the same point in their life cycle, the, both consoles are up that much on the last generation. Despite everyone complaining there's no games for any of them, it's uh, apparently people are still buying them. Strange thing. Um, surprised? Kevin? No. No? Ben? Not at all. Not at all. I like this section of the news. We just go for really quick answers. No problem. <laughs> and until dawn, the uh, we're doing a quickie. A quickie. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> we're pulling um, a Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> and I'm spent. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and finally, until dawn has gone gold. So that's wonderful looking, cheesy horror make your own choice thing is going to come out this month. No problems, no nothing, nothing's gonna stop it. Anyone excited for Until Dawn? I am. No one? Okay, <laughs> well, I haven't really checked out much about the game. Um, Sorry, I was busy mostly, pressing QTEs. <laughs> mostly this generation of games, I try to not get too hyped and just, you know, when it's out, be like, you know what? I'll test it out, see what it is. If I like it, good. If I don't like it, darn. Darn. At least it's something to the collection. So, like so yeah, um, I'll just see what it is when it's out. and Maybe I like it, maybe I don't. Cool. Excellent. You said you're not a fan of gory horror, though, anyway, I believe. Well, in games, in games I am. 
it's really good in games. I mean, in movies, I, I it depends. You know, things like Saw, no. Final Destination, no. Yeah. But but if I look at a game, I can enjoy it. Yeah. Well, being as this game is that sort of thing, cross between, it's a game and it's like a slasher movie as well. What is it going to be? Sort of a weird one for you on sort of deciding if that's going to be for you. I don't know. We'll see when I we'll test see. it out. <laughs> You're willing to try. That's the main thing. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Because games. Because games. <laughs> Right, that's that's the news. And um, if we missed anything out important, you clearly weren't important enough, and we'll get to you another week. Um, ben, okay, you have a duty to do. Yeah, I have my weekly duty that I've been looking forward to all day. <laughs> okay, okay, everyone that's listening right now. Oh, before we before we go, okay. Kevin, make sure yeah. make sure there's better music this week, right? I'll try. I'll okay. try. Okay, so line it up and. Alright. After Ben gives you your cue. Okay. Alright. Ben, you may continue. Okay, everyone. Okay. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Make sure you find a chair, sit down, relax, because this is about to be. Oh, oh, oh are you telling me you already sat down? Okay, for a second. Then get up out of your chair, push the chair back a bit, and then sit down on it again, because I am never wrong. <laughs> so make sure you're sitting down, relaxed from some badgering with Bolt. I said relaxing! Kevin! This is not relaxing music! Why? Kevin, I just, he's run away. He knew you'd get in trouble for that. Oh, God damn it! I told him! Relaxing music because I want people to sit on their chairs and listen to Bolt. No! They uh, put this on! Uh, no, no wonder we don't get enough comments every week they, they they dread this section now because they hear the music and they just think oh my god what we're what we listening to what is even this we've been stabbed in the ears I hope you're coming back Kevin because that was terrible where are you Kevin <laughs> he's run away see he's, yeah, he see? knew yeah he knew he, he went scamp. to hide oh, <sighs> scamp you and I spent all that time working on that intro oh. all, all those two minutes all that good work Kevin and you ruined it I hope you're happy with yourself. He's not happy with himself. <laughs> anyway, I suppose we'll, go. we'll, we'll have to get on. This is uh, terrible. Uh, so I just laughed. I, I just laughed because it was out of being upset. Right. Let's go on with the question, shall we? Because oh, I don't know. I can't be bothered now. Um, yeah, question of the week. Well, who? As we mentioned earlier, WWE 2K16 will feature the Terminator as DLC. So our question was, what famous movie character would you add to any game you're choosing? I started us off by saying, add Bill and Ted into Assassin's Creed. Hard-rocking assassination. Yeah, be awesome. Um, Harry M. Votour said on Facebook, Adam Sandler, who we debated at length if he's actually a character or not. Because he, as Ben did rightly point out, he does play the same person in every movie. So technically, he is a character. Uh, he said, him and MacGyver, except MacGyver never saves the day. That would be MacGruber, the spoof of MacGyver, by Will Forte. So, uh, and he said he put him in any sort of sandbox game. I'm assuming to hurt Adam's armor. Uh, John Williford said, uh, Saturday Night Live's Hans and Franz. Some people might not get that. I do. It's pretty cool. Uh, 
Andy Duff Beer Duffy had a couple of answers in this one. He said Witchblade in uh, Tomb Raider. I don't quite know why, but that's good. <laughs> uh, he also said that Chuck Norris should be just in any game because uh, of his ass kicking skills. I would like to zoom and go to war in that case. Um, is Kevin back? I am. Yeah, he's back. Kevin. Hey. <laughs> I can't keep giving you these warnings, Kevin. I really can't. Next week, come on. I'll do it properly. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll try. Try. No more running away as well, knowing that you got it wrong. Shh. Who gave you that Shh. music? Come on. Who told you? You sent it. You sent it to me. I did not send that to you. Do not bring me into this. I had no organizational skills at all. Come on. Why do I think I got you to do it in the first place? <laughs> anyway, Kevin, you had a, a say on this uh, question, did you not? Yeah. Um, I asked the question on the forums in, in your place, as you're not as, as active as I am there. And I replied with Iron Man in Bioshock Infinite. I'm now wondering why, <laughs> but I'm reading back my reply, and it kind of makes a little bit of sense, but not as much as I thought it did. <laughs> I think back then. the basis <laughs> was he could fly. I think it was... Yeah, I, I wrote that first of all, he can fly, and Bioshock Infinite is in like you know a floating city in the air, so that's one thing. It would have been uh, an ease for him to like fly around and get wherever he has to get. So but that would basically be cheating in that game. So that's a bad point. God, my doctor paid. (laughs) (laughs) And also, well, as we know, Iron Man has, you know, he's a smart mouth. So could be some interesting dialogues as well. Seeing the Latisse twins. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. And also, like, um, you know, it's Iron Man. It's kind of a machine. And then you have the Patriots and the Handymans. So it would kind of be a battle between machines, especially at the end, for those who played Bioshock Infinite. Big big spoiler. Big spoiler. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I was actually also just thinking, what if we put like Deadpool and Assassin's Creed? I think most things in Assassin's Creed seem to work. So yeah. yeah, I think I thought of the ultimate character. We'll go on, Ben. Austin Powers in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Groovy baby. <Yeah. laughs> that would be amazing. Or Austin Powers in some sort of James Bond movie game thing. Do you know what? Actually, you wouldn't know maybe because you haven't played it. But um, Austin Powers taking the place of Trevor in GTA Five, uh, same dialogue. Yeah, but in his accent. Ah, <laughs> uh, it'd be amazing. No, no, I think Trevor's too harsh compared I mean, to Austin Powers. Saying, that's what I mean. He'd be saying it in, like, in an Austin Powers way, all friendly. Like, <laughs> like that. It'd just be like, he's really creepy. <laughs> I'm just... killing you, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that would be time. weird. Oh, no, God, just put... the first time you meet Trevor. It's like, we're just, we're just, he's uh, screwing uh, Johnny Clevitz's girlfriend. <clears throat> <laughs> that is probably <laughs> Groovy, baby. You say so, music in the background as well. I would reckon <laughs> that Miss that Doctor Evil would fit in some game as well, but I'm trying to think for that perfect game to put him in. Pretty much yeah, any, any, any villain. Hell, he'd fit into Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Doctor Robotic <laughs> is, gets killed off, and then suddenly Doctor Evil is there. The real Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred billion rings. <laughs> oh, that that would be a weird Sonic. But hey, they fucked it up already, so why not? <laughs> you yeah. would pick the most famous Belgian in the world as well, wouldn't you, Kevin? In Doctor Nah, Evil. nah. Mega Man. Doctor Wily is now Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's all our replies this week. But uh, we'll try better next week. We promise. In all respects, it's, uh, we'll probably come up with a question that's uh, just blatantly trying to get a rise out of you, if we're honest, and hope that the answers are printable or readable. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you next week. I bet you spoiled our plans for the PlayStation Universe Unchained podcast magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just realised I have to segue into my own segue here. So, uh, yeah, it's back to me again. <laughs> Dude, I heard you like segways. So I segwayed your segway so you can segway. While you ride on a segway. Oh, uh, come on, Ben. Don't have to fire you as well. <laughs> I'm not firing you, Kevin. Promise. Yeah. That's quite original, so like back to me. <laughs> Thank you, Neil, from the other side of the studio. <laughs> wait, you're gonna wait. You're gonna fire the the, the manager from his own job. Yeah, like, I literally <laughs> months into doing podcasting, and here I am being Lord of the Manor. Who's like, oh, I'm gonna fire everybody, aren't I? Like, anyway, let's go on the reviews. That attitude. That attitude. Benny, you'll get fired. What a twist. What a twist. We have three reviews this week, and it's no surprise that I did two of them, I suppose. uh, Well, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if you did all three of them, really. Well, (laughs) technically I did, because I probably finished Life is Strange before Mike. So, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, I could technically have reviewed all three. Um, First up was N++, which is... Yeah, puzzle platformer that leaves you jumping for joy. Yes, I wrote that. Um, I quite liked it. I will say why. Um, combining the sheer frustrated joy of Twitch platforming and puzzle solving with a sprinkling of modern sensibilities, N++ is a gem where, you're, whether you're alone or with friends, as long as they're in the same room, because there's no online. Uh, fans of the series will find more of the same, but it's no bad thing considering how good that same is. Uh I like that it has easy to learn gameplay, but it is also difficult to master. Yeah, it's very frenetic multiplayer. I mean, it's proper old school multiplayer. Uh, and the creation mode adds a bit of longevity. I didn't like that the simple visual style and the Twitch gameplay may put some off. Uh, that's not really what I didn't like. I'm just saying that other people may not like that. Uh, control sensitivity takes some getting used to, and not a lot of new new in there that for people that have played it before in the older games. Um, I don't know if you guys have any opinions on this. I will just point out the first comment. What do you think the first comment on an indie game that has a stick man running around a screen is? Those graphics look bad. And Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, I pretty much think it would be the same thing because of the minimalistic graphics style. I'm guessing you're never going to hear this, Captain Oblivious. Uh, but yes, the first comment and only got was, uh, yeah, that's what I want to do is stare at a bunch of tiny dots and stick figures on my big screen TV. Like, that apparently makes a game. 
<sighs> is what I say to that sort of thing. Remember Pong? <laughs> one second, one second. I've got the perfect response to this. Okay, you guys ready? 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 Is that the noise? That noise was me smacking myself in my face to face palm. <laughs> just, just to make sure. There you go. That, that okay. is your response. He is probably an apologist for the order, so it's fair enough. Uh, next up, it's another review by me, of course. Uh, the Swindle on PS4, which is a procedurally generated heist game. Uh, and also an indie game, Captain Oblivious. Don't hate. Don't be a hater, be a player. Don't be a hater, be a heister. Uh, I said that it isn't a revolution in terms of stealth games, but does offer a compelling challenge for those seeking it. Uh, I like the steampunk design. I think it's superbly done. Uh, the option to abort heist is well implemented. I said in the review that a lot of games, though you have the option to retreat and defend, attacking is always seemingly pushed upon you as being the, the route you should take. Like that So it is nice when a game offers you a retreat you know, that doesn't heavily punish you, but still carries some consequence. Uh, also, I, it has that great balance of green logic, you know, where you just, it's the whole high, high score sort of thing, where you, you're chasing the high score and you're taking bigger risks to get it and, here it's you know, you're getting more and more money and you know you've probably got enough money but you could go over that bit of the building and get a bit more and then you inevitably mess a jump up and fall into a robot that smashes you in the face and yeah, you, you lose all that money. Uh, the controls are a bit clunky, I didn't like that at the beginning and every map is procedurally generated as well so each house is different, you never have the same house twice that means you get some really unfair heists. That just you, you walk up to the front door, it's like six robots, and they're all looking in the same direction every two seconds. And you basically have to walk away and go back to your base. Um, as a result, it may frustrate some people very quickly. Um, Kevin, does that sound in any way interesting to you as a game? It kind of makes me think a little bit of Shank. Yeah. At least like the, the style of it. Yeah. Kind of makes me think of Shank. A bit like Shank, a bit like Valiant Hearts in its art style. I think it's uh, it's quite cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I said it has a bit of XCOM to it in a way that, you know, defense is always an option. You can always just run away and say, I can't deal with this anymore. But yeah, the lure of getting that extra bit of cash is there and you end up being an idiot and <laughs> doing something stupid but it escalates really quickly it's not an easy game I mean, your first entire playthrough means that you are basically learning in that whole playthrough just surviving, scraping through and then second time out that's when you sort of alright I know all these things now, I know what I need to get money wise in order to get those skills and what order to take these things in and yeah you start to appreciate the game in a whole new way but it's not got like the level of detail, something like um, there's a game on PC coming out that's out now that's coming to PS4 called Invisible Ink, which is a turn based stealth game. It doesn't quite replicate that sort of risk reward system and longevity, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm 
Got Enjoyable for what it is. Yeah, I think it's really good. It has its faults. And I hate to say I don't I can't really blame it on the game, but it's any time I've actually been successful on the second level of heist missions, it's uh, booted me out of the game with an error report. So <laughs> it's fine because it saves, saves you money. So it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll stop playing then. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. I think Ben has temporarily left us, so we'll move on to the next one because he'll be talking about it too. And that review is The Life of Strange, Episode 4, Dark Room, which, uh, yes, I have played this week and Ben has played. Um, are you at all interested in Life is Strange or have you played it at all, uh, Kevin? I have not played these games or series, I guess, or episodes. Yeah. I'll, I'll say episodes. <laughs> I haven't played these episodes because I, I actually haven't heard of it, like, besides you talking about it in chat. Buy it now. Um, <laughs> so, Buy it now. I guess... Shh, damn you, Ben. <laughs> buy it now. No, I've got too many games. Do I have um, to buy you it now? Because right I will buy you it now. No. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> ben, you were AFK. <laughs> no, I was but, here um, the entire time. It's a trap. <laughs> so, besides Ben um, trying to interrupt me all the time, uh, I don't know. Um, at the moment, I haven't really looked into it nor heard much of it. So, no, Ben. <laughs> so, maybe. Um, I was just put in the chat to buy it now. <laughs> maybe eventually, if, if I have less games that I'm trying to play through, I will check it out. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so we'll go back to the other uh, What are the promise? Uh, I want to talk about it. Ah. Yeah, I know. Well, so, we'll just read out the review and then we'll have a, a spoiler free discussion, which is the most impossible thing ever. But. <clears throat> Uh, I couldn't even write an article this week without having spoilers in it. And even then, I was just trying to make it that I don't mention character names. I just go, that person. Just call it Mexican Chili and Mexican chili. Young Neil. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike Harridance uh, reviewed this. And he said, emotionally powerful and engaging. Life is Strange, Episode 4 of Darkroom. Cements don't nod teen drama. The real contender for Game of the Year. Agreed. Uh, roll on Episode 5. He uh, liked the emotionally charged storytelling, strong characterization, and genuinely shocking in places. Uh, he didn't like some bland visuals, which is definitely a problem of the series to a degree. And the poor lip syncing again, pretty much been there through the uh, game. Ben, you also completed Life is Strange. We discussed this at length this week. Um, what are your thoughts on episode four? Amazing. Just mm. amazing. It just gets yeah. better and better every episode. Yeah, and it was after the end of episode three, it did seem like it would be very, very tricky going forward. They could easily ruin it. it, was, it was they seem to have done that with this. Number five could be, it looks like it ends with a trick, but after the fact that it went from three to four and they did so good job, yeah. I don't have any worries. Yeah, without, again, revealing anything. The uh, final twist of that game, uh, I read a. Uh, don't judge me, but I read a Kotaku article today uh, that sort of goes over that um, ending that does bring up several clues as to why that would happen. Like that. And it was quite interesting. It does make sense now to me. You know, that uh, it was, it threw you off the scent a bit. And it's, it's nice that the game made you sort of reevaluate what you reckoned you knew about the world. So it gives you just enough to make you think, like, oh, I'm kind of figuring this out. And then it just hits you with a, 
uh, one to some sort of mystery nonsense, but it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's really difficult to describe quite why it's so good. About All I'm going to say is, I was almost in tears during one part of it, and mm. I had to shut my eyes when I had to do the choice. Yeah. I couldn't, like I could I literally couldn't do it. Yeah, I think it comes Even now, to... I feel a bit depressed just thinking about it. <laughs> I felt a bit like that after episode two as well. With, uh, the events at the end of that one, it's because it's more grounded in real life, despite the whole you know, time traveling teenager thing. It's than say The Walking Dead is, where it's you know, very extreme circumstances and making these big bold decisions. That yeah, they're big bold decisions, but you're not going to have to make those decisions in real life, and you know that. And I don't know, Life is Strange has a bunch of things that happen that. Yeah, these could easily be you and people you know. And as I don't like the game, you won't yeah. have time traveling powers. It will be yeah. a permanent decision. Yeah, and uh, something they did very effectively in episode two, where they stripped you of that power at a point where you most needed it, and you just felt helpless. And then you then review your in your head what choices you made up until that point, which could have prevented it happening. And it's yeah, it's really good at doing that and no matter how many people have read that um, get upset initially with certain things that touch a bit too close to home it always comes back to but it was done well enough that they don't find it offensive in any way it's not tacky it's it just makes it very real that's all I think and it's ah, it's, it's, it's a lovely well, game we already worked out that the game is real anyway yes yeah um, we figured out that uh, Daniel DaCosta in the game is actually Mexican chili. He's so. the Mexican version of me. He wears the same outfits I used to wear when I was back then. And he looks a lot like me. He wears the same glasses I used to wear. He has the same haircut. He is me. Yeah, and I am Warren. But uh, me from 2003, it seems, as well. It's uh, some spooky spookies in that <laughs> But that's so, yeah. it. It relates to a lot of... Uh, people's teenage years in one way or another I think and that's what makes it such a winner it's like even if you didn't like your teenage years so <laughs> it, except it, I was never invited to parties no but then you know you, you didn't have your maxes out there <laughs> so, yeah it's just it went really well and can't say much more about it <laughs> I think when the series is done I, I'd like to do sort of a podcast that sort of discusses the whole thing properly because it's it's unfortunate that you can't really talk about a game because it's not finished. And even when it is finished, it'll be too soon to sort of talk about spoilers in general for people. But it, it, it just adds that, like the first season of The Walking Dead when it came out and it was episodic, where people would talk about certain aspects of each episode every time that it came out. And it happens now with Life is Strange. I see people talking about it. I... Uh, on the same night I was talking to you, Ben, about it, so I was talking to another guy on Twitter about it. Oh, wow. Well. I want to talk about it. And it's a, I, but for two completely different reasons, uh, it's, we were talking about uh, the impact of certain scenes, and the other guy I was talking to was just you know, piecing it together of how certain things came to be and where the logic and connection was. And it's, like, it's interesting. It just sparks debate, and it's amazing that it's, it's a small team making a small game and yeah graphically it has that you can see that that it's 
not no high rent game. But I think the difference between this and say Telltale's approach is that Square Enix see this and say, well, we'll give you the budget for next time if you can do this with next to no budget. And you know, was it this old million copies? Was it last week we said? So it's then yeah, surely the confidence has got to be high. I mean, because in two million for Tomb Raider was a uh, what deemed a disappointment. Again, with no budget, making selling one million copies is surely great. So yeah, it's a great great game. <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk about it. <laughs> Everyone should buy it. Everyone. If you don't like the episodic stuff, just wait till what September, October, when inevitably it's finished and there'll be a whole box of it out. And it's yeah, it's really different kind of game to what Telltale are putting out at the minute in terms of episodic games. That's probably what I'll do. Wait for the full pack to come out. Yeah. Did the same thing with The Walking Dead because I can't. I can't have it to like play an episode and then wait for a long time because then I probably forgot quite some things that I happened and that's not what I want so that's uh, why I have well, both seasons of uh, Walking Dead right now Life is Strange starts every episode up telling you what you did yeah yeah there's always like a little flashback but I prefer to play in it one way like I mean you know in one run yeah I can see what you mean I mean I've done that with um, The Wolf Among Us and second season of Walking Dead but then with Game of Thrones and the original season of Walking Dead I've done it episodically Game of Thrones I can't help that I'm reviewing it so it's, it's just, but because Telltale's games have got less and less interactive I remember less of them after each episode and that's where the problem lies there whereas I don't know Life is Strange I'm still remembering you know, all the way from episode 3 to episode 4 I was still sort of going over bits in my head Sort of trying to piece stuff together, and it has a longer-lasting effect because it's more interactive, I find. And the world's built well. I mean, the fact teenagers themselves have the teenagers—they have their own language compared to the adults, and it does just make the adults in that game seem like an alien race because they don't understand you on any level. It seems, uh, and it, either they humour you or they pity you or they just plain ignore you, and it's, it just brings up that sort of frustration of being a youngster and like, oh nobody understands me nobody listens to me and so anyway, they work it well see so, i could go on about this game forever so, <laughs> it's great 10 years later Ten years so later. if we actually look at it <laughs> <laughs> we get there, we go, you, you know what i didn't really like it that much <laughs> so yeah it's fantastic oh so that's it we've done reviews now all three of them are out of the way. So I have to ask that good old question of what we've been playing. Uh, ben, I'm assuming it's a fairly short list this week, and we've probably mentioned most of them, so I'll start with you. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Have you not both been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! this week? Yeah, oh, yeah I actually played uh, against Ben earlier today, and he beat me once, and I beat him once, so yeah. it's a tie. For now. <laughs> For now. Yeah, I'll finish you off later. <laughs> same time, same duel. <laughs> Next week, live. <laughs> Fight. At the Kyber Dome. <laughs> How are you guys finding it? It's... I'm enjoying it, really. Yeah, yeah it is yeah, really good. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I played um, Tagged Force... I don't know, four or five, I guess, on PSP when it was out a long time ago. 
And I always felt bad that there wasn't like a game like it for PlayStation 4 or for PS Vita. Because personally, I feel this game is perfect for the Vita. So it, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that it, it's not a Vita version either. But still, I'm really enjoying it. And it's good. It's, it's fun, relaxing. Can be frustrating at some points, but that's basically with every game, I guess. So yeah. I'm enjoying it. Good game. Good game. Yeah. And then, you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, reviewing it for PSU.com, so I'm not going to say too much, but yes. So far. Yeah, so far. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, I played that this week. Good. Beat Life is Strange, of course, this week as well. Yeah. And, of course, I think I've got to mention the greatest game i played this entire week. <laughs> the greatest game, frankly, of all time. Minecraft. Hatterful Boyfriend. Uh, Hatterful Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I streamed that. Yeah. I, I did all the voice acting as well. Yeah, I'm disappointed we didn't get to do that together. We no, can do it another time though, because I still want to stream it again. I'd be good. Uh, I was hoping for a better mic before I did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can wait, you know. Yeah, it's alright. But who's going to play Okasan? Oh, I've got the Okasan. <laughs> oh, no, do I want to be Okasan? I, I love Okasan. Yeah, he is amazing. Anyway, I've got two of the endings so far. But I seem to always have the ending where I get killed by ninjas. Yeah, I've had a couple that happen like that. And then basically, if you don't do stuff in time, the, the end result is that I've had Okazan reject me and yeah. Okazan be uh, with me, I think, at the end. Was, uh, yeah, and I've had the senpai <laughs> with me as well. Oh, yeah. The teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that one is just creepy. It's just like beyond creepy. It's like we're school kids and you're a teacher. Who's got oh, we're pigeons. Yeah, and they're pigeons. It's just like w. And doesn't he come, isn't it him that comes out with that line about how pigeons are sexually active at a young age? Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> so, yeah. So, and I thought that was the brother of the posh person. Oh, it was. I don't know. It's, yeah. That's oh, yeah, the brother of the yeah, posh yeah, one. Yeah, Sakura. It. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Sakura. Oh, yeah. So these pigeons all look the same to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pigeonist. So, yeah. Yeah, that was quite a fun game, I have to say. I played it again this week just to get another ending. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's so, what I played. It's just funny. It's, it's ridiculously funny in bits and just ludicrous in others. It's... It's like the, the whole Okazan pudding stuff is just marvellous. Searching for some mythical pudding. Uh, Did you play anything else this week? Or was that your... Nope, that was, that was it. Job lot? So I'll move along to Kevin. Kevin, doesn't matter what format, what did you play this week? Well, I, like Ben, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! So... Guess people already heard me say that. No, I won't do it. I'll, I'll stay. Uh, I'll keep it in. So uh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a good game, enjoyable, a lot of content yeah. compared. Yeah, if I look at it, how much Ben has played it now, and how much you know of the, of the full game he has actually finished, it's gonna take quite a while to finish the whole damn thing yeah but that's good not gonna complain not yet <laughs> especially if they so, said they're gonna expand the story with the arc v as the 
TV show carries on. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing. So I've been playing that. Um, I managed to buy God of War three remastered somehow, which it wasn't just, the plan. Just <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the plan, but I got it anyways. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> so I've been trying to play it again on hard, uh, having a hard time. But I guess that's why I call it hard. <laughs> that's well. What else have I been playing? Kind of think for a second. Haven't been playing Batman or The Witcher Three yet. Don't no. know why. Kind of pushed them aside, trying to get in the mood for either one of them first, so I can rush through them. Yeah, not, not like not like too fast, just for the storyline. No, but like you know, having have to be in the mood to actually play them. Yeah, and until, keep yeah, playing on. Keep playing on. That's what happened with Arkham Origins for me. I had to when I played it and I started playing it. I had to keep going for a while. Else, I would just be like, "Oh well, I'll just play it some other time." Yeah, it's understandable. For the rest, Counter Strike Global Offensive on PC, but that's about it, I think. Mm, good list. Whew, me, I as or usual. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doubting myself. <laughs> I always oh, do. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I've only played these few games, and I look down and say, "Oh, no, I played this as well, and that, and that, and that, and that." And... Yeah. yeah, I forgot about Rocket League, which is, you know... Yeah, I always play a little bit of Rocket League. Brilliant game. Ridiculously um, addictive, actually. Uh, yeah. Didn't expect it, because when you guys... I saw you guys talking about it in chat, and I was like, what are they all talking about? What is this Rocket League? I didn't check it out at first, because I didn't know what it was about. Oh, yeah. I heard something with cars in a ball. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. And I was like, what the hell can that kind of game be? And... When it's when it was free on PS Plus, I thought, you know, why not check it out? And one thing resulted in, into another, which now means that we have hosted a PlayStation Universe event, online event, which you can find on the forums, with that game, which was very fun. And we will do that again in the future, the nearby future. And yeah, I've actually platinumed the game as well, which is not something I usually do. So, mm. but it was fun. Not too hard to platinum either. Good game. Kind of addictive. Yeah. Can't complain. I think there are any more DLCs in the coming weeks. So be interesting to see. It's, it's going to be one of the surprises of the year. There's no doubt about that, I think. It's uh, done really well. It's, uh, it's really good to hear. Um, myself, I've pretty much listed off most of them during the course of this podcast. In fact, one game in particular I've laced all throughout the podcast without even realising it, which is Minecraft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as every week, I play with my son and he loves it. So, yeah, having good fun there. Um, also, yeah, as I said, I had to have a boyfriend, Rocket League, N++, uh, Swindle, and Life is Stranger. It was just, that was my lot for the week. And yeah, there was nothing else. <laughs> I, I didn't play anything else. Too busy reviewing things and writing reviews on them, I think. But so, yeah, so that's that section done and dusted then, folks. So I suppose we should uh, wrap it up. Does anybody have any shout outs before we do that, though? Shout out to Neil for uh, going for the, you know, with the press kit thing from Batman Arkham Knight to oh, yeah. sell it to me. Thanks very much. No it's a really nice addition to my collection. Mm-hmm. So, big shout out to Neil. Yeah, there he is. 
<laughs> and of course, shout out to both of you guys for letting me on the podcast. Oh, that's all right. Well, anyone. <laughs> shout out to my mom for being always so supportive to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, play the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's that should be it for me. <laughs> cool. so, and uh, my shout outs to, to my wife, who's listening to this probably. Hello, hello, wife. Hope hello, you. Wife. Hope I didn't scare you off yet. Uh, to my friend Cat, she might be listening to. Hello, Cat. Also to everyone else in Twitter. Oh, hello, wanna burn as well. Hello, wanna burn. I don't know why I'm waving at the screen. Nobody can see it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, trying to podcast where you got a cold is, is ridiculous. Um, and remember, I have that competition still going on. Uh, nobody's entered it yet, so if you want a chance to win a Call of Duty t-shirt, email me at ben.shillabithall.psu.com. Uh, it's a special promotional t-shirt, so if you want a chance to win it, remember to email me. Fantastic. I will uh, shout out to Brett Claxton for... A discussion on life is strange and for Jeremy being cool anyway. He's a good guy. Um, other than that, oh, one, more, one more shout oh, yeah, out to uh, Adam Duffield oh, yes. who couldn't make it to the event the other week because he got involved into a car accident. Uh, Luckily, oh. both him and his son were okay. Okay, that's good. But he does have a little bit of pain in his wrist and his back. Hope you recover well, man. I feel better soon, man. Good luck, man. Yes, that was it for me. That's it. Cool. Yes. Get, get well, Duffy. We'll see you soon enough, I'm sure, in the old forums. So. Yeah, this, you have at least this reason to sit and re- back and relax and listen to us. Yeah. We'll soothe your pain. We'll <laughs> <laughs> make it worse. We'll make it worse by giving him ear pain so that way you can forget about his wrist back pain. Yeah, it might be a bit late to say you probably shouldn't have listened to the music to bantering with Bolt this week. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I promise I won't mention it again. I just, you know, I like things a certain way. I just, oh. I just can't tell you what that way is. <laughs> uh, right. So contact deep speaks. Um, Kevin, where can people yes. find you if you want them to find you? Maybe, maybe not. Um, no, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Wax Weasel. Um, that's one. You can find me, um, my PSU mail, damn mosquitoes. <laughs> you can find me at my uh, <laughs> at PSU.com. No, um, you can find me at Kevin.Rombouts at PSU.com. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm on the forums as well as Wax Weasel for those who don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of it. Cool. And for those interested, um, for the YouTube podcast and the pop bean cast, we will put the information in the uh, information section and description so you can just copy paste or click links for your ease slash Yay. hate mail you know that sort of thing yeah, yeah but that's for neil and ben that's for neil and ben <laughs> i didn't do anything wrong <laughs> hey i don't mind hate mail gives me a bit of a chuckle <laughs> because i'm never wrong so obviously they're wrong yeah it's just clearly wrong um ben what about you? There are people out there that like to lurk in the bushes, as you do. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, if they want to find me in one of the local bushes, you can contact me at ben.shillabithall at psu.com, chili underscore UK on Twitter, chili on PSN, chili on Neogaf, that's C-H-I-L-L-E, 
or as he said before, you can see in the description, uh, or you can find me in your local bush, or perhaps yeah. bus shelter. Full disclosure: the bush has Wi-Fi. <laughs> and there's me, of course. Um, you can find me at Nesco. That's N-E-Z-Z-K-O on Twitter. Neil Bolt at PSU.com on email. And Son of Venom, all lowercase, all one word. That's my PSN address. And as Kevin said, uh, you can find all this information in the uh, description to the podcast, both on Podbean and on YouTube, and probably on the website itself. Okay, that about wraps it up. For the people Um, that do want me on PSN, I forgot about that one, because, you know, PlayStation website, can totally forget about PSN. Um, if you want to add me on PSN, it's Kip Kebab 92 Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, then. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. And as is the grand tradition, so that we can ward off the evil spirits <laughs> at the door, Ben will see out the podcast. Okay. Well, I want to end this podcast with a nice, simple way. See, this podcast has been recorded in the portrait format for your viewing pleasure. Um, as I said, we don't make mistakes. I don't make mistakes. You all make mistakes. So thank God for me. <laughs> <laughs>